indeed. I'm Alex Mack, part of the Call to Action crew, and I'm here with the ever-lovely Miss Drew Grant, a.k.a. Video Drew. What up, boo-boo? What up? My world's on fire. How about yours? No, I'm great. How are you? Doing good. What's up? What was this little It's my cat story? hands. It's my cat Hi. hands. It's my Wookiee shirt. I'm all... I'm so here for it. Yeah. Absolutely. We had a lot of Star Wars matches today. Star Wars, you know, not too many people know about that little, you know, franchise. You know, yep. Definitely did not have much influence. Space fights. Space fights with, you know, space wizards and all that good stuff. Right? And Star definitely. Trek is space peace. <laughs> yep. Space peace. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, well, thank you guys so much for coming up and hanging out with us. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, streaming and all that good stuff going on right now. So we are so thankful for you to hop in and watch some wonderful people do some debating to the death. Yeah. So we are going to be, we're inching our way closer to the first round of our winner's tournament with the first ever tournament for Schmobates here at Call to Action. So it's really fun. Uh, the winner of this match is going to be going up against the winner of the match uh, between uh, uh, Billy Belford up against William the Beast Bibiani. So that's going to be a pretty awesome match as well. That's going to be going up on Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, we have some two competitors. Rachel Sivestrini representing the Den. No big deal. No big deal. She did beat, after all, you know, Mr. Schmodown himself, Christian Harloff. So. Yes, that's true. I was there for that one I as well. No Rachel Sivestrini, the person who correctly answers a video drone question. No, I know her. Mm. I, I'm very glad, you know, I am able to understand that reference now. And <laughs> so happy about that. And also representing C2A is the ever lovely, ever wonderful, one of my favorite people of all time and my bestie for the resty as well, Miss Danielle Ramirez. Yes. Yes. Is uh, sitting also uh, with two matches, no losses. Rachel uh, is actually sitting at currently at one and one. She actually played against uh, Chance Ellison in our first debate, you know, several months ago. And so she's definitely come back with some of the best debates we've ever seen on Cold Action. Well, so. here's the thing about Danny is uh, Danny shares my birthday. So I have to give advantage to Danny because we are, wow. are both uh, Geminis who, uh, well, my screen just, <laughs> my world's on fire being also rainy. Uh I have to give the advantage to Danny here because we are birthday twins and we are Geminis and Geminis are twins. So, you know, but uh, that being said, Rachel's a fantastic competitor and a great arguer. I don't think anyone can deny Rachel her ability to argue something being correct. She uh, is so. Italian, so, you know, it yeah. is in her blood. Yeah. So, you know. Formidably good at arguing. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and bring it up. Like I said, Miss Rachel, uh, the Switchblade Silvestrini. What up, girl? Hey guys. Hey. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I don't like acknowledging that loss to chance because I don't believe I actually lost a chance. Um, spiritually. Mm -mm. No, no. He 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 pulled a sad move because he knew he was losing so hard and uh, totally. Yeah, you know. Oh, wow, there's some game being thrown, and I love it. I'm all here for it. Anything you guys want to fight about that's not everything else that we've been fighting about recently <laughs> sounds great. You want to argue about what color is best? Green. It's green. Like, let's it's just let's have it out. It's let's very right, it. right now. Yeah. All right, and our next competitor, like I mentioned, representing C2A, sitting at 2 and 0, Ms. Daniel Ramirez. What's up? Doing the little worm situation? <laughs> I'm like it's doing a bad worm. <laughs> Mine's not like beating either. the Congos. Yes, the Congos. If I can talk today. Why is this not a Fortnite dance, guys? This would be a Fortnite. It should be. It should be. Is this like a sexy dance? Yes. Hey Back guys, what up? Yep, that's my yes. drag. 
Uh, well, let's just go down into it. If you've never, you know, seen a Schmobay match before or anything along those lines, thank you so much for hanging out with us. We are going to be watching both Rachel and, oh, Drew. I feel like this is an inception moment here. Um, oh, dude. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, but say Drew and I are going to be um, moderating these debates. We are not the ones that are going to be determining who's going to walk away. The winner is you guys are the voters. Uh, the viewers are going to be determining who's going to walk away from the winner. We have three questions for them to debate. I've already uh, let them know the questions and they have provided the answers as well. Um, so they can, uh, you know, prep for the arguments appropriately. For the first question, we're going to be starting with Rachel for the first round, uh, starting with an opening statement at one minute apiece, as well starting with the closing statement at uh, one minute as well. For the second question, vice versa, starting with Danielle at one minute for the opening and closing statement. For the third and final question, we'll be using this beautiful, you know, Action Army coin to determine who's going to go first. So um, before we kind of go into that as well, who is going to be on team Trader and who's going to be team our Lord and Savior, Andrew Guy? I know that Danielle has very strong feelings about this. So, Danielle, <laughs> wow. yeah, I'm team, good with that. Yes, let's go. Team Guy. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Bateman. Which, which, which one's the witch again? Which one's the traitor? Okay. Bateman. That's a longer story. Woo! Go ahead. <laughs> I know who's the. I know it's it's Ben. And that's how Drew got kicked out of Schmobates. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Sorry, right, forever. Tinder box in here. <laughs> All right, let's get let's dive into it for our opening statements. We are going to be starting with you, Rachel. Uh, Jake is going to be on our socials. Uh, you know, going to be marking down the answers and everything. And like I said, uh, for please do not make any votes or assumptions on who's going to win the votes uh, until you hear all the arguments, until you hear the closing statements as well. So don't make any assumptions based on that. Don't be like, I want to vote in favor of Rachel because I am in love with uh, with Kate and Rachel and the den and all that is amazing. Dude, I you're in love with the den, marry it. <laughs> I mean, I, want, I, I am single. Not I'm not throwing that lie. out there. But also vice versa. You may be like, uh, chilled action is the best show ever. So I'm going to vote in favor of chill with Danielle with chilled action. Don't do that. Don't vote vote based on, you know, personal favorite people of all time. Just vote specifically on the arguments. because we and, both, and both of those arguments are true. I'm not, well, that's not the argument being made here. Just yeah. to clarify. Both so. of those statements are very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> Both things can be true and false at the same time. Reality is malleable. Anyway, <laughs> on to the tournament. All right. So we are going to be starting with the first question, starting with Rachel. And you have one minute mm -hmm. to make your opening statement and uh, you let us know your answer. Drew, will you read the question below? I would be so, so very happy to, Alex. Uh, the first question is what? Schmodown personality has the best nickname. Yes, that yes. there's a lot of options. Every great Schmodown competitor has an amazing nickname. So there's tons and tons to choose from. So many iconic nicknames. So Rachel, you have one minute to let us know your answer starting now. So the only thing that I could think of as an actual nickname that popped into my head had to be Dastardly Drew Guy. First of all, the nickname is just so wonderful. The definition of dastardly is wicked, cruel, and villainous. And if that doesn't encompass what Drew was when he was the dastardly one, I don't know what it was. Um, it has flair, it has panache, it is just everything that Drew guy is as a bad guy. Like, 
it's also just one of the most fun words to say ever. You can't say dastardly without <laughs> smiling, especially when it comes to Drew. Um, he is just the best and just, I mean, you say dastardly and you get the image of uh, Dick Dastardly from Hanna-Barbera, who would, you know, he would just twirling his mustache and rubbing his hands. And it was just, it's just the perfect nickname for who he was at that time, I yield. All right, perfect timing, absolutely. That's a great pick. And uh, you're definitely playing to uh, your audience here at Child Action, not gonna lie. Not pandering. Yeah. <laughs> and over to you, Danielle, what was your pick? And so, you also have one minute starting now. So my my pick, um, I had to go with something that that even against my own, you know, personal biases, something that held weight. And so my pick is the outlaw. John the Outlaw Roca is one of the best nicknames inside of the Schmodown. He's been the outlaw for so long. We all know him as the outlaw. It's a classic nickname. Um, it's he turned it into a brand. 30 John, seconds. John Roca is the outlaw. We all know that. We all uh, accept that. His, uh, that's just who it is. God dang it. I'm. So, it's always so hard to go against Andrew. I'm so sorry. But that's what makes this argument so much better in that sense because John is the outlaw. No matter how anyone feels about him, no matter where the schmodown is, you see that image, you see that, that Guy Fox mask, and you know exactly what you're talking about. It's John the Outlaw Roca. Woo! All right, that wraps up our opening statements for both our competitors. Now, without diving into a lot of the background and everything, what do you think of these choices, Drew? I love these choices. I, I really hope that at some point someone yields their time like they did on that LAPD phone call uh, scanner thing, because that's hilarious. <laughs> that's all I can think about now. Uh, both those choices are interesting for nicknames because they're, they're, they're something that elongates uh, someone's name. Like a, a nickname is something like, I don't know, Tom. Tom is a nickname. It's shorter than his actual, well, it's the same amount of letters as his actual name. But I do like Dastardly. Look, as soon as you said it for the second time, I started repeating it, and I'm not supposed to talk during your parts. So that that works for me. Uh, the yeah. Outlaw, you know, I did see that documentary. I do know that, like, his, his it, like, him being the Outlaw is, like, a super important thing that helped define and help bring on people like Guy uh, to be able to be Dastardly. Uh, so I think they're both very strong, very, very strong compet uh, contenders. Absolutely. I mean, if if they weren't going up against each other in this argument, I would I can easily see either one of these winning mm -hmm. uh, the debate. So I'm excited to see how that kind of translates into, you know, applying it to the competitors and histories and everything as well. All right. OK, now you have four minutes to uh, go ahead and get arguing starting right now. Go ahead, Danny. Let's okay. see what you got. So I think one of the most important things to think about right now, whenever you're talking about Dastardly and the Outlaw, Dastardly isn't even his name anymore. So he's not Dastardly, he's the debonair at the moment, and uh, he's he's evolved and he's changed, and he's uh, going through this transition in, into the debonair, but John has always been the Outlaw. John will always be the Outlaw, no matter what type of storyline that he gets sucked into or tries to be a part, or is a part of, He's always going to be the outlaw. You cannot change that at all. You you can't change John's nickname. That, that nickname would never be changed. But that's not a nickname. John has even come out so many times himself and said that the outlaw is a character. It's not a nickname. 
for, wow. for the personality. He is the personality in this. Uh, you called it a brand and we're arguing nicknames. Plus the outlaw, the definition of an outlaw is a person that's broken the law who remains at large. And technically the only person who's broken the law has been dastardly Drew <laughs> Guy. He literally committed assault on tape. Like oh, that is the definition of dastardly. He turned on his brother. He was, it was such a moment that it literally divided the action army. You guys call Ben Bateman the traitor because of actions that Drew did. Now we could argue whether or not it's past or current, but the fact is it is his nickname and it does the perfect job of describing who he was at that time. It was exactly the character of that Drew was playing. Now, John slips in it would slip in and out of the outlaw, whereas Drew was always an ass. And I can attest to that because I love Drew Guy, but when I played against him, I wanted to punch him in the throat because he was being such an ass at the table. Like that's just who he was at that time. He never faltered, he never he never tripped over his own things. He just was dastardly. So same thing, same thing with personalities, like, like you said about the, the nickname being a brand and being more than a nickname, that, then that absolutely excludes personalities. Just because John Roca goes in and out of the outlaw doesn't mean that that's a lesser than nickname. The question is, what personality has the best nickname? And I think when you think about best, what can you put against, what can you speak for that? And that's uh, turning this nickname into this much bigger thing. Anytime you think about the Schmodown, one of the first names that you think of is the outlaw. If that doesn't mean that it's not one of the best nicknames, then I don't know what does. It's it's almost literally one of the first three nicknames that you think of whenever anyone says nicknames for the uh, for the Schmodown. But it's not a nickname. It's a title. It's a character name. Like that is a proper name. He is the outlaw, John Roca. Like it comes before his name. He's not John the Outlaw Roca. It's the Outlaw John Roca. Like people can misprint, like misannounce it however they want. But when you say the Outlaw, that's a name. Like he doesn't get referred to as, like, you know, the cowboy or whatever. Like yeah, right. it's a brand so that, that nickname. The best of the nicknames because it elevated what a nickname is and totally became this person. But it's not a nickname. It's a name. That would be like that would be like saying that Rachel is a nickname. Rachel is not a nickname. The Shining Shooter is a nickname. The Rising Star is a nickname. But Rachel and Rach is not a nickname. Like that is just a shortening of a name. Like Drew has the perfect had the perfect nickname for who he was at that time. Yes, he has evolved, but he did it so beautifully at that time that he couldn't go anywhere else. It feels like you're arguing that a person can't be their nickname, but like. JTE is his name. That's that, and but that's how everyone references him. So, it to to say that it's more that a nickname is more. It can only be that sort of thing. It doesn't. It doesn't feel right because anyone can go by their nickname. Not just because John. Sometimes people refer to John as the outlaw. Doesn't mean that it's still not a nickname. What was that? Uh, just because John. Oh no, no, not you. Oh, oh, we're on our time. Oh, okay, never mind. Fuck it. And time. I yield my time. <laughs> um, I think I done made some solid arguments. Like, yeah, Jesus. Um, okay, challenging in categorical sense is my jam. So I understand where Rachel's coming from. Like, challenging just the concept of a nickname. 
I'm not sure if I agree with it, but I'm I'm here for that challenge. I'm here for it. I fight literally. Yeah, I love it. That's you know, uh, fighting in the categorical sense, it, like you mentioned, is very necessary to breaking down uh, an argument. Absolutely, mm -hmm. if you want to break down a competitor's. Uh, arguments, you have to acknowledge that as well. Now, I do know Rachel choosing dastardly, obviously not only playing to the audience, but like you said, you kind of uh, blasted out, uh, you know, with the definition wicked, uh, you know, it's like wicked, it's, which is very perfect for Drew, you know, but at the same time, he's always uh, to a certain degree been personality wise, been the dastardly hmm. guy. But also, like you said, uh, Danielle, John, the outlaw Roca, he's a, he's a competitor that's never changed his name. He always has, and always will be the outlaw. So, and he turned it into a brand. Um, and it's definitely one of the most recognizable nicknames with uh, competitor nicknames within Schmodown. So you definitely cannot argue that now. Um, I do know you guys kind of went back and forth a little bit about the definition of a nickname um, versus yeah. like, you know, whether it's elevated. And I think that's, you know, you guys made some really solid, all solid arguments there. I would love to hear more about how the Nick, how the name impacted the character, how it impacted potential storylines and, uh, you know, character in the future. Like uh, if they, uh, in Drew's case, he transitioned away from, uh, obviously, he transitioned away from a dastardly. So uh, I kind of like I would love to hear about that a little bit. Probably, not obviously, I want I, this isn't your focus isn't on yeah. the debonair, but I obviously that's not his nickname anymore. So we do have to acknowledge that. And I would like to I like something. I would like Rachel. I need her to clarify a little bit her position, which again I love. But uh, how if the Roca if, if the outlaw is a, can't be Roca's nickname, why dastardly, which is just a longer longer adjective, counts as a nickname. When I think of a nickname, it's like something you like call somebody that you like as a descriptor. But uh, adding their name onto it, I'm not sure. Like, I need a little bit more clarification about what you think a nickname is. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also, Danielle, um, I would love for you to really, like I mentioned, kind of talk about the identity of the outlaw, what the significance of the outlaw identity, what it has done for the character for him specifically you know like you said it's more than just his you know character within schmodown it, it has it's more than that obviously but i would love to kind of for you to expand on that a little more and also it's influence in you know fandom within is video drew not a nickname i don't consider it a nickname to be honest oh my god this is a whole can of work. well because you're not drew video drew grant Oh, got it. So it's the placement of the order. So it needs to be yeah. first, not in the middle. But you're no, like you're not introduced as video Drew. You're or you're not you're not introduced as Drew. You're introduced as video Drew. Like right. that's yeah, that's right. your name. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Got it's it. Like Tom. So it's, like, it's less about the character and it's more about it's so like a name. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, it's always Tom. He was born Tom. No yeah. name. No middle right. name. No birth certificate. Okay. Any yeah. All right. Okay. So you guys have one minute to make your <clears throat> closing statements. And uh, you guys have one minute to make your closing statements. And like I mentioned, uh, people in the chat, if you have any uh, questions or anything that you, uh, or comments or anything you were, suggestions you would love to see, I'd, uh, suggested. I would, we would love to hear them um, over in a stream lab. It'll definitely not let us know your thoughts and we'll definitely uh, chat it up later today in this episode. All right. Okay. Starting with you, Rachel, you also have mm. one minute to make your closing statements, really get everyone on your side for your argument in favor of dastardly Andrew Guy starting right now. 
All right, so you asked me to describe the, how the name impacted the character and the storyline. Mm -hmm. um, the action guys, when they were together, were the bad guys. They were the worst. They were the annoying little like teenage brothers that everybody had that thought that they were big men. They grew, he grew into Dastardly. He grew into that whole character. And transitioning from Dastardly to Debonair, he had to. He had nowhere else to go. He was such a bad guy that when Skybound got involved, or even before that, they were like, we can't, like, if I can't swear, he can't keep putting people through tables or, you know, getting hit by chairs because he reacts, he gets that reaction from people. Um, the definition of the nickname, I think, like, when you hear Dastardly Drew, that is, like, the best nickname. You can't help but smile. See? You just smiled, Alex. I said Dastardly Drew, and you smiled because it is such a perfect description. It's such a wonderful adjective <laughs> for somebody, and it's just the best nickname for him. Yes, John is, the outlaw is great, but, like, Dastardly Drew is Get the time. best. Definitely wrapping it up real nice with a bow. Absolutely. I like, okay. I like how in Rachel's world, uh, nicknames are something like that are like that, that you would give yourself like in college. Like dastardly is such a it's a you know fifty cent word. Like when I think of nicknames, I think really? of like yeah, like thinking somebody is like you know the bum or like you know the the, the Joker, or, like big I don't know whatever big Tony. Well, if you if you look into the world of like WWE, AEW, anything along those lines, you know, you hear nicknames in both both ways. Yeah. No, sure. I, just, I how highbrow that word is. I love it. Dastardly. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It makes me smile. All right. All right. Going over to you, Danielle. Let's hear it. Let's hear you argue in favor of John the Outlaw Roca. Starting right now. All right. So uh how the name impacted the character how how did the nickname the outlaw impact john roca i think any fans of the schmodown know exactly what the outlaw means to john roca uh the outlaw has helped him get through uh difficult times in his life he's been very open about that so having that nickname has empowered him in his own personal life and that's what a good nickname does and just because uh, it came from this, this from back then, because he's had it forever, this game, and I don't mean that in disrespect, this game that he plays and how much it, it has impacted his life is just shows with what he's doing now, it shows. And how it's impacted the Schmodown, like I said before, it's about, it. John Roca is one of the first people that you think of when you think of the Schmodown. The outlaw holds weight in the Schmodown. It just yeah, does. I'm... Woo, we are done with our first argument. Hi, the emotional, the, the playing to the emotions there, Danny. I like it. I mean, I, I love both these arguments. They're, they're very different arguments, like on different grounds. Like if you guys were lawyers, you'd be objecting on different grounds. But <laughs> I'm here for it. Absolutely. There's uh, they both of them have made some solid arguments, and you can't argue as well. Like you said, Danielle, uh, John the Outlaw Roca is definitely one of the most iconic nicknames in Schmodown history. He was definitely one of the most, he was the first uh, Schmodown competitor that I recognized outside of, you know. Yeah, like, but we're not, we're not debating the most impressive. True. We're debating the best. Exactly. Let's say, let's say that's definitely one of the arguments as well. But like you said, uh, you know, Dastardly really is definitely one of the best 
fitted <laughs> nicknames as well. And I'm not saying that as, uh, as uh, you know, as a biased person. <laughs> um, but also, uh, reminded me why I was thinking of an old cartoon guy when I was imagining Dastardly. I was like, it's that guy with the curly mustache. Yes, the it's him. Dastardly with uh, Muttley. Yes, yeah, I, I loved Dastardly. That, that show was so much fun for me. The Wacky Races was one of my favorite shows to watch as a kid. I'm not saying that Andrew guys should show up at one day in like a pencil thin mustache that he could twirl. I'm just saying I would be a- Not be against it? I would not be against it. Um, now you, so we just heard our closing statements for our first argument. Like I mentioned, this is the first of three. So uh, Jake is actually in charge of the voting process. So go over to Twitter. Let us know what you think. You can vote right now. If you want to you wanna let some of the arguments marinate a little bit, totally fine. But let, uh, let us know where your opinions lie. Of who do you think should walk away the winner? Like I mentioned, based exclusively on the arguments, not on personal preferences of this person. Not our personal beliefs about what nicknames this person, is that cool. <laughs> this, person is a, this, this person is that, or whatever it might be. We want to vote specifically on the arguments, and both these ladies are pretty fantastic at these yeah. arguments, for sure. Man, um, Rachel is terrifying in the way that she just breaks stuff down. Like, oh, that, that's a terrifying argument, just to well, change you know, it's a, I think the Schmodown com uh, competition is really... Kind of forces you. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I've been like this a long before. <laughs> you have no idea how how hurt I was when <laughs> <laughs> you put Dastardly inside of the chat, and it, it, it wouldn't matter who who I would have picked. Just the fact that she chose Andrew, and I would have to find my way to tiptoe around arguing about it. <laughs> ah, so but sorry. Like, it's it a really good emotional play there at the end. That that was a pretty big hail mary. They're talking about like what the impact of Roka's, uh, you know, what it meant for him to be the outlaw. You know, we don't think of nicknames as self-defined or something you can give yourself, but secretly we've all given ourselves nicknames and try to get things to catch on. Like- I don't think I ever have. That just seems so, I either. can't do that. Well, my name I isn't- I gave myself a nickname. Yeah. I would feel a lot cooler if that was a thing, if that was the case. Um, and now let's get ready to uh, talk Schmodown podcast with Blade's hair. Fire, oh my. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh. Um, Yes, so, no, so good. It's really Thanks, good. Um, there is quite a bit of love on for both competitors. Um, you know, from Dean Mark and Roka has been the outlaw nickname since the dawn of time. <laughs> since um, because he was there when he invented the wheel. Like since time immemorial, there has been Roka. Uh, <laughs> I blame Gravity Twenty Three says pretty sure Rachel just totally completely made up rules in order uh, for what order a nickname goes in through lol never heard such interest like but also can just be i thought nicknames were name replacements like turtle from entourage his name isn't turtle that's a nickname oh, oh. I yeah. Um, yeah don't bring up a wwe or aew oh. without examples alex oh, i totally can uh the american nightmare cody rhodes or uh you know uh the and like yeah. Or Triple H, the oh. game, like. Okay. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin, the snake. Like. Ronda Rowdy Piper, what is it? Oh. <laughs> Rowdy Rowdy Piper. That's another coming in, uh, coming in hot, um, with uh, his uh, suggestion for a nickname is like Shifty Joe. Shifty <laughs> Joe. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's hard to think of nicknames. Again, that that actually supports what I was saying because you guys were saying that it was just like a. Uh, a, diff a replacement for a name, but that's an adjective before a name. 
as is Dastardly Drew. Like, yes, Hangman Adam Page, a hundred percent. I also Love think another point this is how much these people like yeah like we were talking about embody what they are like how much are they like Batman's nickname isn't Batman his name is Bruce Wayne and Batman is also just who he is on the side but like right. you know so how much of these yeah how much of these are like you know these are descriptors of people because that's what the nicknames yeah. are supposed to do tell you about somebody. Um, we are going to be moving on to our second question. Oh, Jose, you are going to have some have some time to right after we kind of wrap up all the debates to vote, um, or you can vote right now. As long as you go and vote on Twitter, that's where it counts. All right, okay. We are going to be moving on to our second question, which uh, was inspired by a little after show I saw yesterday involving uh, Gucci <clears throat> and Roca and Ben Goddard and uh, <laughs> some other people. So, oh, it's this next question. So uh, they were debating this question in particular. It's, you know, being a manager and being competitors, it's, you know, getting different perspectives on how to uh, go into the next season. All right. Um, you guys already let us know your answers. And so for this next question, we're going to be starting with Danielle for your opening statement as well as your closing statement at a minute apiece. And Drew, please do the honor in reading this question. Okay, I just changed my background. Uh, question <laughs> two. How many competitors should a manager be able to keep for the next season? So that's how many competitors should you just get to keep on your roster? Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. How many you want to trade? How many you want to keep? How many you want to uh, let go? You know, as sometimes and things sometimes with competitors and managers, things work out and they work amazing. And other times they don't work out. And that's totally fine, too. Um, and sometimes, you know, let's face it, uh, competitors, they actively want to move to another manager. Uh, Hannah included that weenie. Oh, <laughs> loser. Uh, moving <laughs> on. Sorry, what? Um, sorry. <laughs> who, who did we just throw shade at? I am so confused. Uh, uh, some is that me? Is that shade at me? No, some loser named the Not Man. Oh, okay. oh, guy, um, the Not, not, not man. man, the the Fart Man. That's it, right? It's the Fart Man. That's his nickname. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's a, what is that a nickname, or is that's, that just describing him? That's it. That's his definitely <laughs> name. That's his nickname. I'm gonna uh, every time I go to live events, I'm just gonna have a poster board that said the fart man with his face on it right oh, there. Man. I like it. All right. It. Okay. So moving into our second, uh, second question, we're going to be starting with Danielle. Let us know your answer. You have one minute to let us know your number pick starting now. So I went with four. Um, there was a lot of arguments against uh, three and five. So those were the two arguments that I saw mostly inside of the chat. I watched what you watched yesterday and uh, I think a happy medium to that is going to be for also uh, it it allows uh, it allows you to keep a good amount of faction of, of people on your team to create those faction dynasties that uh, Dagnino was talking about because I love that idea. I think having those dynasties is a is a great thing to have in, inside of the Schmodown. But it also allows you to have to give away enough people in your in your squad that will create some drama and create some change up inside of everything. So I think four is a good happy medium between um, not too many and not too little, but just in that Goldilocks, just right sort of sense. Oh, I'm done, sorry. <laughs> oh, that's only five seconds anyway. All right, so four competitors, like you said, touching on uh, yesterday's um, reaction, creating the faction dynasties, but also letting go of who you feel 
unique too at the same time. All right. I'll, I'll um, allow for Roka to be uh, kept on. <laughs> yeah. What if he? Well, that depends. We'll see how the rest of the season plays out for them. That's true. You never know. Never know. All right. Um, you know, since we don't, we're not entirely sure if his, uh, the outlaws his nickname or not, but you know. <laughs> what are words even? What are words? They're not a thing. They're not real. All words um, are made up. All right. Moving on to Rachel, uh, you also have one minute to let us know your pick, starting right now. Okay, so um, three, four, or five were all numbers that were thrown around. Um, I I went with five because it allows for each faction to pick out their core people, and you have one person for singles, one person for IG, one person for Star Wars, and two people for teams. Now, yes, there can be a lot of crossover, but that's encouraged. The fact is, is that this season started off heavily weighted with, you know, obviously this isn't anything against them, but they do. The Finstock Exchange did get four people off the off the uh, right off the bat that were not only veterans but like belt holders like yeah they should stay but every other team is having to fight and claw their way to the top now while i'm not against competition i am against having everything weighted onto one side so this way managers will be able to start off with their core group of people from each each division and build from there I yield. And time. All right. Great timing. Okay. So um, not much, too much difference here. So I'm really kind of curious to see how much, uh, how necessary, uh, Rachel, that fifth competitor is going to be compared to Rachel's four uh, competitor picks. But also I would love to see you guys apply that towards, you know, our current situation. Um, you know, as well with the different managers and, uh, you know, their faction leaders as well. And just well. a reminder, how many uh, people are on a faction? Nine. Oh, nine. This is assuming nine. that we're still keeping nine to a faction. Yes. And only nine managers. Mm -hmm. Now, we did have several people yes. in the chat, um, you know, making suggestions as well. Danny Coast of C2 says three competitors. I know, um, I do actually know Roka himself. He said yesterday he, uh, you know, being in line with sports, he suggested seven. You know, so, you know, there's definitely a lot of, you know, back and forth. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know if, you know, Christian has even made any decisions yet. So I'm kind of really curious to see how this is going to play out. Maybe this is going to sway uh, some people. Who knows? Yeah, you know what? I would right. like to make an argument um, about it uh, regarding teams and how that would play out the four and five uh, with regards to like teams and singles uh, competitors or intergeekdom. All right. I mean, sorry, just to clarify, each team does have 10 competitors, not nine. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so there's a 10 and possibly keep four or five um, based on your picks. All right. You guys have four minutes to make your arguments starting right now. So I think that by having five people, it lessens the, the, the need to have somebody that is you know, uh, a strong, that has a strong suit in two divisions. Yes, teams and singles both have like the same questions that are asked, but they are two completely different played games. Um, so having having the ability, I think, to have two people really concentrate on teams, one person really concentrate on singles um, is going to be a huge help for all of the, for, for every team that they have. Um, but I, 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 with managers being the way that they are, like it, it all depends on how, Christian wants to progress the league because if he wants us to be super competitive, then we need to have people who specialize in each of the divisions. 
Yeah, so that, especially if we want to look at it in a competition sort of sense, having five people on your team, of allowing to keep five people on your team almost allows someone to keep all five of the belts, potentially, if that could ever happen. And uh, instead of having five, having four, that leaves that floater belt that is kind of around that that doesn't give a full faction a guarantee because a lot of what uh the horsemen or i'm sorry the exchange is getting right now is that they were belt heavy at the beginning but that just was just uh strategizing on the way that it that it is and i i really like the idea of keeping the dynasty teams dynasty factions in there and um i and i think having that loose belt around just allow some free play for everyone else it also so you're so you're assuming that one faction is going to have all four belts at the end of or all yeah all four belts at the end of this that's not going to happen and even if they do they stay with their their like that was the, those were the rules that christian had enacted is that belt holders have the chance to stay with their manager like there was no provision set on the numbers so if you have to pick between belt holders like christian's not going to do that plus the issue that everybody had at the beginning of the draft was that with with the with the exchange was that there were so many teams that were good together that got broken up because of this so every one of those teams had to start from scratch whereas you know the top seeded teams were the only ones that got to be kept together so this allows for a more even playing field because now everybody has already played together or is going to arrange to have already played together so that they can come in and have the teams be much more on an even keel com competition level than it was at the beginning of this season, which I think is going to be, it's going to elevate the level of competitiveness and the, the level of games that are going to be able to play. So I also want to uh, kind of touch on, uh, on uh, the amount of people that are inside of the team. So if you, if you keep 10, if you have, if we have 10 players on the team and you hold five and you have five coming in and out i think having less people even though it's one it still allows you less people it still allows you to have this sort of drama because i understand that that's hard for competitors and you know that side of it but as a fan sometimes it's fun to see it i know that it sucks to hear it as a competitor but sometimes as a fan it's fun to see the that those teams break up and have to see that type of drama in it so i hey, think I, I got in because of anarchy with everybody splitting up and i get that but that was that was just one. Uh, that was just one um, tournament that it was applying for. Now we're playing for leagues. We're playing for teams, right? And that whole that changes everything. So right. having everybody start off on that, like in that way. So having only four, you're going to either sacrifice a team per, uh, team player, or you're going to put so much pressure on somebody that is playing teams to play singles as well. I don't think so. I don't think that's true at all. I think having four keeps the keeps a good amount of strong fans and high in the faction. Woo! Oh, wow! Oh, wow! Okay. Um, Who was that? <laughs> wow! I mean, that's that Lucas. Was that Lucas in the background? Did I, I just it. hear that? No, that was Drew. I don't know. Oh, that was amazing. Yeah. So I must have super choppy as usual. So. <laughs> um. Both of these were really great arguments. Um, I'm not a, let's say, I'm not a sports analyst kind of person. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch sports all that much, even though I come from a line of athletes. Uh, but 
at the same time, um, understanding a lot of these competitors, um, I did hear a lot of, you know, uh, mention be like, it, it does make enough room to potentially have a lot of the, uh, a lot of competitors really hyper specialized in one specific league. Um, I would really love to see, uh, hear you make some kind of, um, Danielle make some kind of um, follow-up response to that um, because I didn't hear any kind of reaction, um, uh, retaliation towards that. But also, um, uh, on your side, uh, Rachel, I didn't really hear, I didn't get a chance to hear you really uh, respond to the idea that less competitors loyal specific to the faction going into the next season. Uh, that also, like like Danielle said, that's a really great point. Uh, Schmodown is not only a bunch of really great people, you know, arguing movie trivia and everything, but at the same time, it's all about storylines. It's all about characters and drama and everything. I would really love to see you uh, make some kind of response to that because both of you guys have made such really ar solid arguments here. Uh, Drew, now, is there anything that either of these competitors need to really say to guarantee your vote or uh, or pr as a fellow competitor, which would you prefer, actually? First of all, I hope I'm gonna come through at least remotely legible because it's a little choppy Wi-Fi. But um, I want to hear, like, has it ever been uh, touched upon that it should maybe be dependent on who winning, like, who's winning the tournament? Like, the winner gets an extra keep or something. Like, is that is that ever like in consideration? Like, that's just a, uh, something I want to know. Like, no, but if, we're, if we're playing by those stipulations, then like we could argue any rules that change because nothing has been announced for who wins or what the prize is for winning the tournament, other than getting a chance, a shot at the belt. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know if it changed the order or if like it, it what it gives you. Uh, but okay. Points. I do know. Lucas is really quick to respond. No, man, I'm upstairs. <laughs> well, you know you're loud enough to be heard downstairs. That's sure. don't fight like that. If anything, I'm always loud enough to be heard upstairs. We have a very thin walled house. It's true. <laughs> um, it's, uh, but also, Wayne is really quick to say a small number of factions also opens up the doors to many of the free agents to play. That's true. It gives the fans an opportunity to see Pash Modown players who only play one or potentially two matches if they're lucky. So that's definitely a great point mentioned. Um, Jake also mentioned Gucci said if it was three, he'd keep Dan, Roca, and Ben, which leaves Riley open and having a free range belt former belt holder as a free as a uh, as a you know as a free range competitor free agent i mean that's a uh, heart hurt free range, free range like a free uh, like a chicken free range competitors are like found at independent movie theaters <laughs> that only show you really i have a, i have a question about uh what ryan said yes Okay, Can you I'll bring that up again? Yeah. A small number of factions. We're not debating the number of factions. We're debating the number of people that the each faction can keep. Yes. During before, like before the draft, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So okay. no, you are totally right. I'm glad you asked that. Um, yeah, a lot of love for continuing love for you know Rachel Harris. So fabulous. Um, but like I mentioned, okay, so there is guaranteed to be so many factions, which I love. I don't know if we're going to continue the amount of factions. That's another question entirely. But um, the amount of competitors a manager can keep going into the next season. Will Gucci be able to keep so many of his competitors? Will uh, Kaiser be able to keep some of these competitors um, going into the next season? So and, and obviously it, if a competitor is... Does I'm it sorry? make a difference? Can you split up uh, a faction that's one? Like, could you split up Ben and Riley? 
Like, is that allowed or like, do they have to stick together? Um, yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. If, uh, depending like on like where yeah. they are in the draft, because oh. some managers, uh, as, uh, as mentioned in, in, from when we had our first draft earlier this year, you can uh, take the risk of drafting a team. So that would take two people. That would, that would take like two competitors. So you wouldn't be able to pick, pick anyone for a while. Essentially, um, or you could pick one competitor and secure your next uh, draft in the next uh, the next lineup. Essentially, yeah. so but that only applied. So but that only applied to teams that were protected. Yes, were, very. Right. So it was like the top. It was like the top five seated teams. Uh, right. You had the option to keep them together or split them up. No, no, yes. no. It was a no because it was a that was for it was supposed to be for the bottom five teams that uh, they were supposed to because we were going to do ten. It was going to be that was going to be the thing, and then instead, I think you had to keep them together, which means Gucci's response like wouldn't be plausible if it was three because you wouldn't be able to break up Riley and Ben. They were like in that protected five. No, the thing they they couldn't be. That's a technically uh, Riley wasn't drafted i don't think technically he was drafted as part of right right uh, exactly as part of the team with you know mm -hmm. part of who he wasn't was. drafted he they had the belts at the time right exactly no so he, like so there's no, no. purpose in, like, you know wasting it wasting a thing and drafting him even because he's yeah. already tuned in essentially so yeah. but that is a whole other conversation you know um we are going to be diving into our closing statements alex really quickly um what was it that you said that you wanted me to say i'm so sorry Oh, yes. Okay. So I really wanted to hear, uh, so your response specifically to, uh, to how Rachel was talking about how it really kind of, it's because we're getting much more competitive with the, the competitors, um, specifically, uh, there's more likely to have competitors really hyper-specialized in one league, especially, um, versus having competitors that are focusing on being good at two or three leagues. Uh, like Adam Witt, obviously he's in teams, singles, and and Star Wars. And Alex Damon, Star Wars, and IG. You know, so you get the option of doing either. So I would love to hear responses uh, for both you guys. All right, I know we that was like quite a bit of a go up on that one. So are you are you emotionally ready to go into our closing statements this time around? Yeah. All right. Perfect. Come on. All right. Come on. Let's keep it simple, ladies. Let's keep it simple. Oh, always. always. Yes, I mean, of course. Um, all right, Danielle, let's hear your closing statement. You have one minute on the clock to get everyone's votes in your favor, starting right now. So I don't think that changing it from four to five lessens anyone's chance to hyper-specialize inside of a category. I think that it lessens... It, uh, I... I don't think that it takes away from anyone being able to hyper specialize inside of a cat inside of any specific uh, league. I think what uh, that helps with is uh, expanding your uh, having more people available to draft allows you to have a different range of players who who, um, who specialize in other things as well. So we've seen it now with Star Wars. Like look at all of this Star Wars matches. It's crazy. So being able to have a a more open playing field with more people. It allows you to bring, it allows you to to draft newer people, different competition, and it also allows for uh, the fan leagues to kind of uh, show their strength in there and 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 the potential to draft in from from there as well. Oh, I yield my time. And time. All right, perfect timing. All right, and over to you, Rachel. 
You also have one minute on the clock to solidify everyone in your paper as well, starting right now. Okay. By changing it from four to five does not mean that there is going to be any less amount of people that are available to draft. Like there will never be a lack of people that are able to be drafted. Like we added so many more people that were available to play this year. And then yes, Corona hit. And a lot of people who did get drafted did not get to play versus the people who were not drafted that should not, that should have gotten their chance to play. There's never going to be a lack of drama, no matter what you do in this league, there is always going to be storylines that are engaging and wonderful. Um, so you, it doesn't matter if you break up the teams, but regarding the dynasty building, Every faction is going to be so focused next season on building and like taking no pun intended, but pride in the fact that they are part of that faction. And if you don't let them keep the main core of what makes that faction amazing, you're just going to lose it all. And you're just going to have to spend the, like the next like third or half of the next season fighting to get that back when you can just already have it drafted and then play along with and the time. other five. Nice. Woo! All yeah. right, so what I heard from you is that no matter what, there's never going to be a lack of drama. <laughs> Ever. No. Under any never. With all of these type A's, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I Okay, my first thought when, when you said that, I was like, well, Hannah would have, that whole situation would have never happened unless he had officially left and requested it. So that was my thought process. But I was like, yeah, you're right though. I mean, there would be drama inevitably to what extent has remained to be seen. Um, but also it's, uh, you know, dynasties, loyalties, uh, dynasties change, loyalties change. And that's all the good stuff I love about Chmodown. As long as I get my drama and plots, I'm here for it. Get a girl. Right. I'm so excited. All I'm right. I'm trying not to talk so much so you guys don't have to hear a choppy voice. So <laughs> quiet. Well, Drew, what did you think of these closing statements? How do you well, think about that? I think that it's interesting. I think that like the drama is something that is supposed to be a part of Schmodown. Whether you say it's a sport or whether you say it's supposed to be more like, you know, theatrical kayfabe in WWE, there is an inherent competitive drama. It's a sport, so there is drama. And like the, you know, three versus four is a huge, huge deal when it comes to like something like the draft. Like, you know, people's, even if it doesn't even make any difference uh, in terms of which team you end up on, like, again, you just look at what happened this year's draft. It like, it, it, the order means something to people. And uh, getting, getting to be kept as uh, somebody, like being picked into being that elite group that gets to be held by a manager as opposed to that manager picking you up in round, you know, round one or round two. Six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it can definitely make a huge deal as far as, you know, competitors, my question, you know, their relationship with their managers for sure. That's, you know, definitely, that's a good conversation to have. Absolutely. Now, if, uh, I, if you have your answer, if you heard these, uh, these closing statement and then you're like, Danielle's got my vote. Rachel's got my vote. Go vote right now um, on Twitter. Let us know what you think and who should walk away with uh, the win today. Who's going to walk away with bragging rights and moving on to the second round. All right. And, uh, but also we are going to be moving on to our third and final question. So uh, the third and final questions is always a weird one. It's always a fun time and it's always just a, uh, all that in a bag of chips, if I do say so myself. Uh, we're going to be deciding it through this coin, who is going to be going first. And I know before we started recording, um, uh, Danny obviously chose our um, our Lord and Savior, Andrew Guy. 
uh, Rachel chose <clears throat> weirdo. No, no, I let her choose. I gave her the choice to pick her boy. I, I, all I know is that she didn't fight for it. So, you know, whatever. I still have my little penguin, though. <laughs> I love that thing. <laughs> oh, pick them up. Never mind. I didn't do that on purpose. I pick probably. them up. All right. Not so his fault. We are going to be moving into the last one. And let's see who's going to be having it. And it is Team Guy. So, Danielle, you get decided. Would you like to go first or second with your opening and closing statement? I would like to defer. Would like to defer? Totally yeah. awesome. Totally awesome, my dude. Get um, right ahead, man. Do it. <laughs> All right, you have one minute on the clock, Rachel, to let us know your answer. And Drew, please do us the honor in reading our third and final question of the evening. I would be honored to, Alex. Uh, question three. What city should be the first to have its own movie category? It's a great question. Yes. Now, I whenever I train my competitors, my favorite, some of my favorite people of all time, you know, Corey Quinto, Ryan Payne, you know, Scott Harvey, you know, Josh Vasquez, all all, all these awesome people. Um, we sometimes just mess around. I dive into specific movies set in certain cities. Uh, movies uh, based in Paris, movies based in Tokyo, movies based in Chicago, you know? Chicago. Chicago. That's a very famous phrase that is like, satirized a lot, which is the idea that like uh, New York City is like a character in this film, you know, like that idea. Exactly. Absolutely. It's uh, there. That's the case for so many movies. And not only that, a lot of directors, they are very loyal to specific cities, uh, such as, uh, you know, uh, ben Affleck and, you know, Matt Damon with Boston. So, you know, no big deal. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Rachel, let us know your choice for what city should be the first to have its own movie category within Schmodown. Let's hear it. Starting okay. right now. It's funny, Drew, that you should say New York because New York is the city that I picked. Not only does it have like it, it's it's just one of the best cities in the world. It's so wonderful and it's beautiful and it's grunginess, but it also has is home to so many movies from so many different genres that I literally made a list today and it is so hard to go through and pick through my favorite ones. But to be fair, Scorsese has put almost every single one of his movies based in New York. There are so many um so many musicals based there. There are so many rom-coms and animated movies. The city is its own character nine times out of 10 because it is such an important city for movies. There, and it, it gives the writers so much to work with in the fact that it does cover, you know, every genre of movie. There is not one wheel slice on, that we have right now that will not have a movie that applies to this category. Which hurts my heart. Christian. What are you doing? What are you doing? Okay. And over to you, Danielle. Love of my life. Sorry, Lucas. Hey, hey, hey. Rachel, awesome. Bias. <laughs> I'm going to be completely I'm impartial. Biased. I love you, Danny. <laughs> I love all you guys. I'm not going to lie. Okay. What were we going to say? Okay. I do know some people were talking to actually, uh, I just want to clarify. I'm actually, I was referring to actual cities. I'm not talking about fictional cities. Although now I think that I kind of uh, wish I, I, I knew what you I meant, but I do still love Gotham. I still think Gotham's a great answer. 
That would have been pretty cool. A lot of I mean, uh, movies. Um, I mean, Gotham is Pittsburgh, Chicago, and New York City. Absolutely. No, it's interesting, Rachel. Um, it's interesting you did not go with uh, New Jersey. But then again, New Jersey's right next to New York, so I guess Kevin Smith can set some of his scenes. New Jersey's also a state. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Why did I say New Jersey? New York. Why, did I say, why did I say New Jersey, guys? Oh, hey, so is New York. It's also true. Guys, it's day 414. I forgot what states are. Wait, wait, wait. So, so I, thought, I thought your pick was uh, Albany or Buffalo. Connected, actually. Okay, I just, I just want to clarify. Um, <laughs> just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. America. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was. Uh, <laughs> Lucas is just straight up saying, "Don't come at me with fiction." Uh, you know, Central City. Uh, I think that's the city and the Flash. I could be wrong. I Mexico, forgot what state. Uh, Metropolis. What's up with the like the comic book ones? Uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Great choice. Chicago. Bronx is a borough. And you know Detroit, um, but also it comes down to Gotham, obviously. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into it um, with you, uh, Danielle. You also have one minute to let us know uh, what your choice is, starting right now. Yeah. So you know the other city that has an endless amount of movies that are about it. That I also made a list and just could not keep going with it. I gave up after a few. Is L.A. Uh, a very obvious answer, of course, I feel like, because L.A. is is basically Hollywood. It's where movies are made, all of that good stuff. There's There have been plenty of movies that have been made in there. It's There's a lot of movies, so it allows this really uh, wide range of categories that you can pick through without really feeling like, like the slice is going to be too hard of a category. Um, it's... Also, where the Schmodown is, I'm gonna play that. I'm gonna pull that card real quick. It's California, all of that good stuff. Uh, and yeah, that's it. I yield my time. Sorry. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, I just want to let you know. I like I said in the chat when I told you guys uh, the questions, you guys are both wrong. The answer is Paris, um, yeah. Texas, of course, not France. I, I couldn't uh, find a Texas city to argue this with. It was very sad. Uh, are you serious? Also Houston, Dallas. Yeah. How many movies no, are we yeah, at? But Dallas. There's like the, the something whorehouse in Texas. That's one. And then like. What's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? That Reese Witherspoon movie? Sweet. No. Never oh, no Alabama. <laughs> a lot of movies have uh, Texas as a place where people go to do something or to have a plot point happen. But I don't know if it serves as much as the background. Or, or alternatively, Las Vegas. Just saying. Las Vegas is also a very strong choice. All right. Just saying, guys. It could be a little more specific. All right. Um, like I know you said you're gonna be focusing, you know, on being not only where Schmodown is based, but you know, it's Hollywood. You know, Hollywood is it's there's an endless supply of mil films, but also NYC. Um, a lot of movies that are based in NYC, uh, New York City is like a key character within it. I mean, it's almost a laughable how often that conversation comes up. The city is a character. It's actually <laughs> joke in this uh, movie by David Wayne uh, with Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd called uh, it, we came to, we came together I think and it's like it just is a beat they keep repeating they're like it's almost like this city's a character in this story about like our romance and it's it's a very funny thing it's uh, and that happens all right okay so we guys have uh, since it is our last question screw it I'm gonna give you guys five minutes instead of the four minutes oh, no, we're living life on the wild side guys 
Living life on the wild side. The wild side. All right. Um, you guys, uh, you're guys good to go starting right now. Okay, so LA is the home of the Schmodown, but New York is actually the home of Christian. Like that's where <laughs> Christian Harloff was born and raised. Also, East Coast, Ellis was born like was born and raised in Virginia area. Like the the East Coast has offered us so much. However, New York, you, you said that LA would be uh it wouldn't be too hard of a category. Are you looking for a softball category? Because if so, then you could have picked Paris. Like, yeah. there's only like ten movies based in Paris. Whereas, oh, no. So my uh, so, no, listen. So my argument against that is that because there's such a wide range of movies that are in there, a lot of these questions aren't going to be a deep cut sort of question. So there's not. If you have something like Paris, those movies can be deep cut questions because there's not as many movies in that in that specific city. So that's are what you saying meant. that the writers aren't going to do a deep cut question of they are. any of the four season movies or any of the rom-coms or any of the animated movies there's because there are literally popular, hundreds there's going to be popular movies that the writers that the wonderful writers at the schmodown will definitely make deep cuts with but my point is is that there's still a big amount of movies inside of there that you can just spread those questions out a little bit that aren't going to be deep cut questions of course there's going to be deep cut questions but that doesn't mean that there's going to be a a, a plethora of movies that you can get simple questions from there are and we've had them asked and the way that round two works now is the fact that there's going to be a super easy like a, a round one type of question two decently hard questions and then the last one is going to be a deep cut regardless of the movies so the fact is is that they have so many more movies to pick from and so many of them are super well known like just the fact that I can go through the comedies and list big coming to America, Crocodile Dundee, Date Night, Don't Mess with the Zawan, uh, Ghost Town, Home Alone Two, How to Marry a Millionaire, Who Look Who's Talking, The Odd Couple. Like it's there the are so many thing. of those. It's the exact yeah. same thing for LA. That's the that's the whole thing for LA. Also, you have all of these awesome uh, fucking action movies: Die Hard, Falling Down, Face Off, Last Action Hero, Elysium, Terminator, Blade Runner, Drive, Demolition Man, Speed, Escape from LA, Volcano. Yeah, but it's, you can escape from <laughs> yeah. LA. You, you got escape from LA because he escaped from New York first. <laughs> Don't bring up Snake for me. I will end you on this. New York has, New York is not even a destination in so many of the movies, whereas LA is something that happens in a movie. It's a goal, it's a thing that happens. Whereas 99% of the movies that are on this list are literally start to finish in New York. There are some that don't even leave a city block or even a room. Be, and, and still, New York is its own character. Yes, I'm gonna be cliche about it. It's still gonna be, so prevalent in it. Well, I mean, that's the same thing for Hollywood. A, a lot of people that look at La La Land, they made a whole Don't movie. Don't even start <laughs> with La La Land. La La Land is about an industry and not a city. La La Land could be picked up and moved to a different city and it could still happen. She could still be auditioning for some movie that's being run up in like, I don't know, Portland, Oregon or Portland, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Whereas New York, Mean Streets, Taxi Driver, those movies cannot star anywhere else other than New York because it is so important to the fact that New York is where it takes place. John Wick, oh my God, the John Wick trilogy? Are you kidding me? You can't go deep cut in that? The, the level of movies range so widely from just like 
bottom barrel, I'm going to get drunk, stoned, and watch this to, and not care too much, to like so many more Oscar winning movies take place in New York than they do in LA. It's just the way it is. That just feels like a, an easy route to take. I'm going to get really petty. Right One now. minute. An easy route to take when it comes to uh, making questions for the Schmodown. Uh, because you have these bigger movies that are going to be in other categories. If you're going to work that, that a lot of these other movies route. are going to be in other categories. Already. It is going to be, it would be one of the hardest wheel slices because it spans so many decades. It spans so many genres. You have to, and not only that, but you have to remember that it's all movie takes place in New York. Like, that, like, no. L LA, what are they going to do? You're just going to remember the traffic. Like, New York has its own character. It has its own beat. There's so many different amazing things that right. New York, as a slice, would just be so much more, it would just be so much more of a, of a crapshoot for competitors. I think that it would be far more entertaining than L.A., and I think that it's one of the most important cities that we can add because it does have that wide variety. 10 seconds. And I wield. Yeah. <laughs> That's my point. Well, I, everything that you can argue about New York is the same thing that you can say about, about, about LA. A and lot of time. That solidifies the debate section Woo! of this final question. All right. We have only one section remaining. Uh, for uh, for all of our debates today, and that's going to be our closing statements. Uh, you know, with uh, choosing whether or not we should have an NYC slice or an LA slice. Woo! Okay, that was a fun time. I'm not gonna lie. And also, Rand's quick to say is like, uh, New York doesn't have traffic. Uh, Rachel, I don't know. I don't it's know. not I'm its own sure. character. You don't drive in in New York. You hop I, in a cab, and that's where the the scene takes place. There is. I agree oh, with the idea that La La Land could take place anywhere else. I mean, there, there's there's something to be said for like the idea that because there is only one industry in LA, there aren't going to be as many movies about it. Because New York can be a stand-in for like anybody who's like working in a magazine mm -hmm. or working in the FBI or like doing anything of any sorts of things. Whereas movies about LA are generally about movies mm -hmm. about people who want to be actors or in the film industry. Well, but, like honestly, that doesn't make it less of a piece of, yeah. Well, honestly, to me, that actually would almost emphasize, you know, why it would be a great slice because you could really dive into the focus of the of LA Hollywood industry in general. So you can go into a lot of movies focusing on Woody Harrell movies, not Harold uh, Harold movies, uh, Woody Allen movies, and just focusing on you know the movie industry in general, which is its own category. Um, now, both of these are very broad categories overall, and there's. So many movies that you can put in both categories. Um, you know, like you said, with the, I mean, like Escape from L I think uh, LA, it's, it's like Escape split. from New York. There's a whole lot of options. Um, and a lot of people are really quick to point out in the chat it's Pandemonium, Ma Muppets Take Manhattan, Manhattan, I mean. Um, but also, um, yeah, you kind of, uh, American Tale. And also, Lala Lane is great, Rachel. How dare you? I'm not saying um, it's not great. I'm saying that it doesn't have to take place in LA. The story <laughs> does not have to take place in LA. Yes, Newsies. Oh, we got the child labor movement movie from it. But mm, oh, I can't. I am not. I am not supposed to weigh in. I mean, I feel like I feel like very <laughs> about this. You, uh, you can totally weigh in, obviously, I mean, but we can't let. But so we are not the ones that are determining yeah. who's going to be the winner is today. You guys are. You guys that are voting, you go on Twitter and let us know your thoughts. Uh, who's going to walk away with bragging rights for to move on to the next round? All right. So, Drew, is there anything that you really want to see them answer? Is there anything in particular that you felt like should yeah. have been addressed? Okay. What would that be? 
No, it's not about the number of films necessarily. Perhaps I'd like to hear this argued, but the 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 kind of stuff that you know, the kind of films that are being uh, told. Like, you know, what kind of films would you like to see on a slice? I mean, there is the idea that like '80s movies is so broad of a category that like it being its own slice is kind of like negligible. Whereas something that's more hyper specific, like to, you know, that it's about there's less films about a certain city would actually make it something that you'd want to see more or less. I don't know. I like you guys to, to not just think about this in terms of whether there are more or less movies in that category, but what kind of uh, movies we're talking about and the sort of quality of films. Yes, absolutely. Um, not just the quality. I do want to hear you guys really emphasize, dive deep into, as a competitor, Rachel, I would love for you to kind of talk about, like you said, it would be one of the worst, it would be a crazy difficult slice to tackle. I want you to really emphasize why you would almost, you would want that slice. If you were trying to pitch this slice to Christian, what would you say? Um, but also, <laughs> Danny, Danny, I want to hear from you as well. This is a, you know, ha focusing on LA, you know, obviously there is that aspect, you know, everyone lives there. So there is that personal aspect. I really want to hear from you um, real quick, do an elevator pitch on why Christians should take up, yeah. you know, the uh, LA as a slice. It is a smaller wheelhouse of films, but also, you know, um, it is, uh, you know, like you said, it's much more focused on on certain industries within LA as well. So I would really love to see here you kind of uh, focus on that. All right. Um, I'd also like to know, uh, does who like does who frame Roger Rabbit? Is that count as like half LA film, or is that just all Toontown? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it. I'm gonna take it. What? I'm gonna say it's LA. Who said that? Who said they never saw it? Oh my God, Alex! Oh my! God, it's directed Alex. by Robert Zemeckis, right? I guess that's that the right thing for the right me. movie. Who framed Roger Rabbit? I mean, uh, that's a question for a better competitor. I, I believe so. Let's just say yes. that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a competitor. I'm a manager, so you know. Uh, it's great. I just tell my competitors right? answer those questions. <laughs> well, anyway. At least at least I know that uh, Toontown is not like a, a state; it's a city. Mm -hmm. So at least we yeah. got we got that far. <laughs> if you if you want any kind of Toontown action, you can just hop on over to HBO Max, where a lot of those Toontown uh, episodes yeah. are uh, going on right and now. I have All right, I know what we're on there. Uh, yeah, please. I would love to. There's just so many older movies that I uh, well, it's not even really an old movie. It's just it's been on my list. There's so many movies I've been trying to watch. I'm trying to watch 25 new movies this this month. Man, I watched, I, I watched West Side Story for the first time the other day. I watched other music. Exactly. West Side I watched, Story takes place in New York. This is, okay, so this is my, so far this week, this is the new movies. This is my new movie list. I got Hotel Artemis, Friday, Side Effects by Steven Soderbergh, West Side Story, Sound of Music, and also it. Vampire's Kiss. Um, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. One of them's New York. One of them's New York. Vampire's Kiss is New York. Uh, uh, LA was uh, one of them. Um, um, they kind of split up equally, I think. Uh, Friday is in LA. Friday's in LA. That's there we go. Yeah, part of Los Angeles, which is in an area in LA. I thought people who live in LA don't go to Compton. It's I not. Don't, they don't, don't go to. It's still part of it. That's you know. the Shadowlands. I don't. Oh, it's a hotel. LA is everything the light touches. Hotel Artemis. Hotel Artemis. Artemis. LA. There oh, you go. LA. Yeah, LA. It takes place in like 2028 or something. Uh, there are a right over water rights. So. I think of Mad Max Fury Road. I just realized all the movies on the list, aside from Sound of Music, take place in either LA or 
New York City. So that's it's a pretty strong. <laughs> so that's actually kind of interesting. All right. Okay. So we're going to be going into our closing statements and also, um, um, because I gave you guys extra time for uh, for the open debate, I will also give you extra time on this one to kind of elaborate further and answer any questions. I will give you one minute and 30 seconds to um, wrap up your closing statements and uh, say anything else you really want to do. All right. That's it around, Drew. Hanging out with yeah, that. I've got a new thing for each. Nice. All right. Okay. So. Like I mentioned before, uh, the coin was in uh, Danny's favor. So we are moving on to Rachel. So you're going to be starting with a minute Same. and 30 seconds for your closing statement starting right now. Oh, now. Danny is first. Oh, no, sorry. Uh, sorry, Rachel. I don't know why I said Danny. My bad. That was yeah, oh. right. starting okay, now. Okay. So, so my, my point is that movies and the like can take place anywhere. New York is a very specific place that um, it has to be in New York. And so it makes the movies that much more personable and that much more directed. Um, whereas movies based in LA are based literally 90% of the time around movies or acting or wanting to be an actor or to come out and be discovered by something. They're all pretty one-dimensional. Whereas movies in New York can go anywhere from uh, a federal a federal action movie to a sweet rom-com to a movie about you know Broadway or you know um, capitalism um, the wolf of Wall Street there are so many movies made about the actual city itself because it has over a hundred years more history to pull from and so many more stories whereas everybody ends up flocking to LA to fulfill a dream whereas people in LA fight seconds. for everything they have. Um, mm. so, uh, the variety, oh, pitch to Christian for how to get this slice. Hey, let's do a New York slice done hands down. <laughs> um, the, the amount of movies to pull from, I don't think is a hindrance. I think that it is a huge advantage for the writers. And I think that it would make an incredibly difficult slice for the, for the, uh, the competitors to put on. I think that it's something that would add like a little bit of a curveball to anybody. And I think that it's a really important and slice. time. Whew, okay. I, like you said, you know, uh, it wouldn't, <laughs> like you said, it was, if you would probably be excited about anything revolving around New York City. Um, um, but I thought it was really interesting that you said, though, it wouldn't be a hindrance to, you know, have all these categories and dramas and everything uh, over the decades. There's so many options to choose from. Why would that be a hindrance? If anything, that would be a great option. So that was definitely a different approach uh, for sure. Now over to Danielle, you also have one minute and 30 seconds to really solidify everyone to vote in your favor as well. Okay, starting right now. So a lot of what I'm thinking for this is it's not, it's not about the city like I don't think it's about about the place like uh, in terms of like the movies being having to be about the city I think it um that would kind of turn it into more of a of a, of a narrower category whereas with LA you have different ranges of movies are not necessarily about the city but they're set in the city and I think that that's what allow us to have um, more movies inside of that specific category. Uh, it doesn't have to be about the city. It doesn't have to be about the city. Um, it's it's about being set 
in in the city and there's plenty of movies that are set in LA that don't have to necessarily just be about the city but that are set inside of of that city and it's a, it's a fun slice to have inside inside of the Schmodown because it is set in California uh-huh. I understand that Christian is from LA is from uh New York and it, it would be that easy to get that type of New York slice in there but I think that it would be fun to try to champion for a category that maybe isn't going to be that easy because LA is going to give you a broad range of things and New York is going to be the obvious answer whenever you're going to shoot that pitch over to Christian but switch it up giving it something different and going with the LA vibe for it instead is going to give you a, a, a different sort of feel but still they're both the same but LA and, and time <sighs> oh wow I feel like this is but, a this uh, one's hurting my heart a little bit this one's hurting my heart I, because it's my two oh. favorite places yeah that's hard yeah uh, <laughs> but think of where your favorite movies are based uh, I wouldn't go yeah, most with of that them are be Paris. Actually, there's plenty of most of my favorite movies, movies are based going through history. So, Last Action Hero is set in both New York and LA uh, simultaneously. So, I don't know. That's hard. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, they both have a very, they both have a very big, uh, you know, gr- groups of people that are like focused specifically to you know, the, you know, working within the arts. So you can get a lot of similar movies, you know, industry focused movies as well. Um, I, Drew, what I did you think of these arguments? I, I loved it. You know, I wonder, like, yeah, weaponize it. Like, if you know that somebody, like, I know from, I'm not a huge fan of La La Land. If you know somebody doesn't like a certain genre of movie, say noir. And you can pretty much assume, well, Noir, Noir's a bad example because Noir split 50-50 between LA and New York again. But like, you could literally put it on the wheel knowing that somebody's strength is not uh, like uh, Woody Allen movies or certain kinds of like movies or rom-coms or something. And, and sort of guesstimate that seeing that as a, as a wheel slice could throw them off their game. That could like, you know, if I, if I saw Los yeah. Angeles movies, I might just assume I don't, I'm not a huge Noir fan and I don't want a lot of industry films. I do, but like some people might. So it'd be interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I do know that, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, both of these are amazing picks. I would excitedly love to see both of these slices, you know, potentially being added to the wheel. And I, I'm sure, you know, uh, Rachel and Danielle, if you had five seconds to pitch the cities, I'm sure you could both win it over in a heartbeat. Absolutely. All right. Now uh, go over to Twitter. Let us know who you think it should win the final question as well. And also if you haven't d- voted for any the other questions, do it right now. Um, so we are going to be determining here in 10 minutes, actually, I'm going to be whammy. Whammy. Uh, here I in 10 I- minutes. And I'll let, I'll give you guys a uh, pretty consistent updates. And uh, so you can go over and do that. Now I do know that uh, um, Rachel and Danielle, I know it's tempting, but do not retweet okay. <laughs> or anything because okay. uh, you know, sometimes retweeting and, and can make things come out uh, in your favor because you're tweeting towards like your friends and uh, followers and all that good stuff. <laughs> so uh, we want to avoid doing that. Can I, yes, can I retweet it though? Because I'm technically neutral yeah. in terms of the question. You, you okay, can totally, you can totally do that. Um, but like Rachel can't yeah, be I'm like, hey, not, all, not. hey, 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 people in the den, go vote in for me. Yeah, so that's uh, usually not that. Or also like I can't tweet on behalf and be like, hey, everyone vote in favor of Danny. <laughs> you know, I can't really do that. So 
All right, so go and vote there on Twitter. And uh, we're gonna be waiting now nine minutes to really uh, wrap it up. All uh, right, and how dare you? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow, 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 wow. Mm -mm. wow, wow, wow. Dean Morgan, he knows better. He knows better. Um, it's so funny that Dean claims to be such a supernatural fan and yet, however, he is voting against me. What the hell? So uh, look, I do think that there's a, a lot to be said for, God, I love this question. I love this question so much because I think about, this is like how my brain works, that it breaks down like, okay, well, New York would actually be uh, a great concept for a slate, but like so hard to enforce because you're gonna get a lot of challenges saying, oh, the movie had a couple scenes set in New York, but technically she yeah. was living in New Jersey. Or, you know, technically like some of this MCU film took place in like, you know, Tony Stark's compound and not, you know, Manhattan. That doesn't count as like New York film. like. It, it's going to have to be one of these categorical things. Yeah, but they also, but they also have like categories like I've faced in the past, like Will Smith, where they're like, Will Smith produced this movie. He wasn't in it, but this is what this is the movie that he was involved with. So yeah. like, you're going to face that in every category. Yeah, I just feel like I see a lot of challenges coming from the idea of a New York slice because, like, Kevin Smith movies, for instance. You know, yes, like, would they count? Like, which ones count as, uh, as? New York films versus, uh, yeah, do any of them count as New York? Is Chasing, is Mal, Chasing Amy's? Mal Chasing, Chasing Amy's is equally in New York because it's New York. It covers New York Comic Con and New Jersey. Um, what other ones? Oh, uh, Jersey Girl covers New York and New Jersey because mm -hmm. uh, Jen if, and Ben If Jersey Girl to a New York question, I would just get so angry. <laughs> like, like, I would get so happy because I'd be like, yes, it did, bitches. Mm -hmm. Like, he met Will ah. Smith in New York. Yeah. Um, and oh, yes. And now, uh, if you have any questions, comments, or do you feel like uh, you have a better suggestion of a city, of a, of a nickname, or whatever it might be, then these two lovely ladies let us know in a Streamlab uh, for Ooh. questions, comments, or whatever it might be. You can uh, do so over at Streamlabs, and, and uh, we'll be happy second. to chat it up. I, what I'd really like to see is a combination of the first question and third question. So I want to I want to hear about which state has the best nickname and why why technically the Big Apple uh, isn't a nickname. <laughs> the Big Apple because the Big Apple well the Big Apple can't be the nickname for the state because it just describes one city. That's um, Let's see nickname for states. I really oh, sorry first city I meant city sorry again I'm confusing hmm. again guys I have a really hard time with geography. Not um, I would. Honestly, I really like uh, I really like Portland, Oregon's. It's Ooh, the I Emerald City. Yeah, Ooh. it's so sweet, and it actually applies. It is green year round and stunning, incredibly and green. And oh, Delaware's a small wonder, and it's a very descriptive term. But I'm not sure if it's a nickname. Oh, uh, what about what about you, Danielle? Oh, that's Danielle. a city. I can't do. Got there. I my my city's nickname is the Sparkling City by the Sea. Ooh. What city is it? Corpus Christi, Texas, and it's hilarious. Oh. It's not. It's not a very. It's not the prettiest. Of no, it's not. But it does have a statue of Selena, which yeah. I have taken many a photo with. Before. It yes. does. Yes, it does. Birthplace of Selena. So we got that. You know, the greatest I know. That's all you need. Let's be honest. Well, Alex, going back to your choice, the idea of Paris. I like this. You know, because I think when I first heard this question, I was like, well, it's going to be New York or like Paris, because Paris movies, while they're not as many that we come to mind, the ones that are about Paris are like definitively set in Paris. Um, yeah, a lot of the movies that are set in Paris, you can go in a lot of directions. You know, Midnight in Paris, Paris to Jetsmay, Amelie, before the Before Sunset, Hugo. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge. American in Paris. <laughs> Gigi. Charade. Gigi. Uh, Sabrina. Dangerous Liaisons. Inglorious uh, Bastards? Inglorious um, really Bastards. Hunchback of Notre like... Dame. Yo, just saying. There's a, there's a you know, a Phantom of the, the Opera. Opera. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm all 17 versions of it. La Mez, the musical. Just saying. Um, but yeah, uh, La Mez. La Mez. La Mez. Thing in the <laughs> Rob, that yeah. one. Oh man. Okay. I don't know what states are. It's uh but yeah, those my for my thought processes is that you know, very similar to New York City, uh, you know, or LA, uh, movies that are set in Paris, it's very specific. It has to be set in Paris. An American in Paris cannot be set in London or American. Miami. Well, like, that, that not happen. <laughs> you know, it's very specific to uh, the lifestyle and industry, you know, that's, uh, you know, huge in Paris, obviously. So that's uh, one of the reasons why. Not to mention, it's not too big, personally. Now, where now, now here's a question, yeah, If you can include foreign films, then, like, yeah, you're working with a smaller skill set. Now, which one of these I would like to have more as a category in terms of, like, using it myself or putting it up myself? I probably might. I probably would go with L.A. just because I'd be more in control of it. New York is just yeah. so many films. It's a little more finite. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 there's so many better films that are based yeah. in New York. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly it. We're not arguing about what I want when I'm playing the game. We're arguing about what makes a better slice. As I mean, as the I game. mean, if if if, if I could, mm-hmm. I have movies based on it. You know, like I would really like to have that. Uh, and just study those five movies, like really yeah. specifically. But yeah, like, it's like more Enron know. films. It's like there's like going to be like nine or ten of them, right? So like, yep. the films that take place in again, so let's just say Newark, Delaware, which is where I'm from. Like, there's four, not, maybe. God, maybe? that's really, that's being super generous. Uh, super generous, guys. We're talking like three hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> Or like Philadelphia. How about Philly? Or like you know Philadelphia movies. There's a couple. There's that one that's titled Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, there's a lot of movies that, um, you know, uh, Miami's got some too. Miami, um, you know, I was thinking of like Kids Bad now. Boys. Uh, National Miami Treasure. Vice. Magic Mike. National Treasure. Ooh, Magic DC Mike. DC movies is also mm. a. DC is a. Oh, Magic DC Mike 2 doesn't take place. Not a city. XXL, man. XXL technically takes place on a road trip. Guys, DC is not a city. She scores. That one. Oh, fair. That's very fair. Um, I uh, just want to remind you guys to, you guys have just, uh, a little over just actually just under two and a half minutes remaining to go vote and let us know your, who's going to walk away a winner today. And Jake is going to do the honor of, uh, you know, just sending me over those numbers, those stats and let us know who's going to walk away a winner and a loser in the tournament. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, guys, you know what this calls for? I think this calls for a new background. Woo! Woo! Are those free oranges? Free lemons. Free lemons. It's even oh my better. God. I love it's the infamous lemons. Yeah. I love lemons. The, the box is free, but you don't take the box. No. Better times, guys. Deceiving. Mm-hmm. It says free lemons, not um. free box. Yeah, that's, that's basically <laughs> the next door. Can't read. Reading comprehension is an issue, apparently. Next door app in a nutshell, at least. Yeah. Well, something I'm kind of curious about, you know, uh, we have a just over, actually just under now, a minute and 30 seconds. Now, um, how do you guys feel about 
um, some of uh, like, how did you guys feel about your arguments overall? Do you feel like there is uh, anything in particular you felt like it was a little difficult to argue? There is, was there anything that you kind of wish you argued a little more aggressively or anything along those lines, starting with you, Danielle? I feel like we're past the point where anything I say now is going to affect voting, but <laughs> the worst for me. Oh my gosh. I because honestly, all of Rachel's answers were so good that it was just, it's they're They're arguable. Like Rachel's answers are just answers that yeah. you can't beat, like, especially, and then like having to, to like do the dastardly thing. And I didn't know like how, hard I wanted to like go into that and stuff but you comported yourself admirably Danny but I know how hard it is to fight against something where you're like but I agree with their answer but that's, that's, that's like really difficult to do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. practice for challenges you know yeah. and you sometimes have to challenge things that you might not even necessarily want to be right about yep. mm -hmm. yeah I always like picking second too for most things just because like you can kind of gauge what yeah. you're going to argue about and like the way that you can argue around. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think I think the second question was really hard because there aren't like solid definitions to what you know what is going to be next season. Yeah. Like they're they're not saying whether or not we're going to actually have just the nineteen just the nine factions anymore, or if they're going to limit it to a certain number of people per faction. Like it's 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 a really like what if situation i will so that one was really hard to argue for me yeah, because there's so many factors that i um i prices righted you with that one too i know you did you bitch <laughs> i love you but that was like as soon as i said that i was like i mean yeah oh wow like, yeah like the, like the most like dickish argument that i could try to figure out to make and it was gonna be four so all I right could, guys yeah. i have it Sorry. <laughs> I have oh, no. jerk. Are we just on Twitter or are we on uh, Facebooks too? Just on Twitter. Just on Twitter. They took away uh, poll stuff on to work. Uh, if we're, so um, on Facebook, if apparently if we're, if we're not associated, like as, as someone that runs the C2A uh, like Facebook page, I cannot make a poll but mm -hmm. you can make a poll, which is weird. Like a, like a person that uh, has, uh, that, uh, that isn't associated that just likes a page can make a poll, but I can't as one that's running it. It's so weird. I'll make all of your polls. I don't give an F. F. It's so weird. I don't, I don't understand. It's really funky. I just. Screw that data looking ah. bastard son jerk off. I do not like that guy. So I, I, I just want to read everything i do want to say camp Shas asked me uh if how has this new outlook changed everything i would say that you know it's really it's changed my perspective on life to, to be going yeah. uh having all these backgrounds all these you know every experience really changes you as a person every city you go to will uh help develop your character and um you know uh, I'm so schizophrenic. yeah <laughs> we have our winners guys we have our winner winners Winners. We're all winners. We're all winners, aren't we? Yeah. All right. Starting with question number one. Which modem person personality has the best best nickname? With Danielle choosing John the Outlaw Roca. And quite and uh Rachel choosing the dastardly 
Andrew Guy. Where are we? With 63% of the vote in favor of Daniel Ramirez. What? So many people voted. All right, all right, all right. right. Moving on to question number two How many competitors should a manager be able to keep for the next season? With 61.1% of the votes, a manager should keep four competitors. No way! What? And meaning walking away a winner today is Danielle Ramirez, currently sitting with three wins and zero losses, winning two out of the three arguments with the third and final question being, what city should be the first to have its own movie category? With 61% of the votes, again, it is New York City. And Rachel's favor for that one. Yay, I won one. You are correct. It is New York. Yeah, the game's over. I can say that. The winner today. Congratulations. I do, and just for just for reiteration, I do believe that it should be four. I genuinely believe it should be four. I like four better than five. I I I really genuinely do. So, I I mean, for a ten-person crew, for the amount of bullshit that we've had to fight through this season it should definitely be five yeah and, you know from a competitor stance i'm sure that's absolutely right because it's got to be tough for y'all to start from the bottom every single year like anytime right. something yeah. like that happens so it. that's why that's also why it's, i don't know why i'm still trying to argue my point that's like, i mean that's why your favorites are your favorites because they got to stay together they had the yeah. chance to stay yeah. together and like prove themselves and now they're like oh you lost two matches done it's just you're getting split up. We're gonna try it, something else. When you hear I, it mentally, five just sounds like a lot. And yeah, it does. four doesn't. I was yeah. surprised that nobody went with three, like to make it real spicy. So you can only keep one team and then like maybe somebody else and something. That, no, that, because that's that, that sounds way too risky to me. That, yeah. that, that should have been applied be to this season. Yeah, this, that's what I guess I was thinking about this year. Yeah. We should have applied to this season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, now, okay, so real quick, I am going to be taking Rachel off the screen for a hot minute. Oh. We'll be returning back to you here in a second. But that means, Danielle, you won. I can't believe it. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You were so surprised, which I think, you know, you don't give yourself enough credit, Danny, but you made some, for, especially because we know going into it that you didn't believe your own arguments. Uh, like, <laughs> you vocally said, like, I don't, I, which is a strange tactic to take. Like, if you were a lawyer, that'd be a very, that would be a very like big mood. So I'd be like, "Well, my uh, client's a bad guy, but is he a murderer?" Like, no. Like, that's a whole that's a whole trope right there. Uh, so we know, like, you didn't believe in the conviction of your arguments, and yet you still made very convincing arguments. So, um, well, that's one of my favorite things about Schmobates because it's not necessarily about the answer; it's about the argument. Mm-hmm. So it's it's how you it's how you dance around the question, and it's how you uh, go back and forth with your competitor. I love Rachel, and it was so hard for me to even like. I didn't even want to like raise my voice at all. <laughs> Just be, y'all, y'all seen some Danny rants? Y'all know this is a little tamer than most of them. But I did because I love Rachel, and and so that's also a different factor whenever it comes into it. But are whenever. Sh- my favorite thing about Schmo Bates is being able to argue the question and not necessarily argue for a correct answer. 
Yeah. Here's the thing. It's also like it's been a real long time since we heard. Yeah, the background. Uh, since we heard, I think any sort of public discourse anywhere online or somewhere else that seems like it actually the purpose of it is to seem to remain civil and to elevate the idea of what you know debate actually is, which is you know you know it's just really nice. It's really good. And, uh, and props to you, Alex, for you know for for having a show like this because I think not to stump or anything. I feel like you know right now like having a debate about anything anything else besides like the big things are it feels so glorious yes um it it's like well this debate in particular i felt like it was a really solid one um i uh, i do feel like i'm not gonna lie uh danielle i feel like you made some really great picks but for for that argument i for some of the arguments i honestly personally would have voted in favor of rachel to be honest but you cannot deny like some of the arguments you made and you know i absolutely respect for that and i know um uh, when it comes to when it came to you know uh, John the Outlaw Roca like choosing him as a competitor you know you made some great points um, you know as well but also choosing uh, your answers half the battle like you said and I want to touch on that really quickly so I I am a shoot off the hip type of person so if yeah. I would have been first to answer that question. I probably would have picked dastardly. That probably would have been my pick because you know it's such an obvious Danielle pick for me. So having Rachel take that option out of the way for me allowed me to really, really think about that answer and really yeah. think about what what embodies the nickname and how the schmodown feels about mm -hmm. a nickname and a personality because that's what yeah. the nicknames are. The nicknames are personalities. Why didn't I think to argue that during my time? But it was really good for me in a way to figure yeah. out how to develop that argument because I, it took me completely out of my comfort zone. Well, you are going to be continue to be, uh, you know, arguing outside your comfort zone here in a bit. You're going to be going up against Billy Belford or William the Beast Bibiani. That match is going to be we're going to be going live on that on Friday evening at 930 Central. So it's going to be a real fun time, guaranteed. But uh, walking away uh, from your win today, how do you feel about going up against either of those competitors? I'm excited to go against both of them. Um, but so uh Bibiani is very articulate and he is very smart about the Schmodown and how the Schmodown plays. So I think it'll be pretty interesting to go up against him. Plus he's a lot of fun and it would just be really sweet and I would just have a good time no matter what. I don't think that I, I, I think that I would have a wonderful time going up against Bibs. I would also have a fantastic time going up against Billy because I bet yeah. you, I'm gonna say it now, if it is Billy, Billy, all Billy's gonna do is talk Spanish the whole time to try to show me up. But guess what? I'm over it. I'm doing Duolingo, Billy, it's okay. So. Uh, we wow. are all a work in. Wow, that's the same promo video. You want your <laughs> client to come in here cutting it? Like, <laughs> you know what? I was like, I, I'm okay. I would pay him to do that, honestly. All right, okay. Because I get to hang out with him so little as is. <laughs> all right, so um, I'm gonna be going to say thank you so much, Danielle. Please hang out after we kind of wrap things up. Uh, we are gonna be chatting here in a bit. Um, I'm gonna be bringing uh Rachel on. Um, definitely one of the most iconic uh you know competitors within Schmobates. Give us a hot second. My love, love of my life, ever lovely. How are you feeling walking away from this match? How do you feel? Well, I'm really glad that I could help Danielle win by making her really fight for the, uh, the first question. <laughs> um, I will say this, Danny, if you want to get together uh, for your next round, I will 100% help you fight that. 
because uh, there's nothing I left more than debating. Um, <laughs> and she, uh, you can see no uh, in the background, but she's like this in the back. <laughs> I know, right I know. Now, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of these games, just like Schmodown, and this is something I, uh, I, I often feel about uh, this the Schmodown game, is, you know, it's not whether you win or lose, it's how much you're arguing, like, you know, it's a how well uh, you comport yourself and how you come off. I mean, that's, it, some people feel differently. Uh, that's why some people are winners. But here's my here's my view is that I if I lose, mm -hmm. I want the person who beat me to be the best. Right. Like when I when I when I went to face when I went to face Roka mm -hmm. uh, and he beat me, I kept telling him like, well, when I first got told that I was facing Roka, I literally walked up to him and I was like, well, just continues my streak of only losing to champions. Right. Like those right, are the right. only people I've lost to are actual like belt holders, uh, mm -hmm. aside from Paul, who Paul Preston, who I think will actually be holding a belt by the end of the season if given yeah. the chance. He's gonna put um, on his one eyed doggy, Mister Doctor whatever. What's his name? Doctor. Oh, oh, Doctor. What oh, oh, Doctor Marvin. Doctor Marvin. Doctor Marvin. Yeah. He's so cute. His one eyed. I love uh, adventures. Oh, he's so cute. He's he's a one-eyed corgi that constantly looks like he's like winking at you. Oh it's my god! Super adorable. And when he does the the claw, the dog like it's all mad. Crazy. It's so sweet. Um, but no, so like yeah, I would love to help Danny uh, with any way that I can. Um, I think that yeah, I don't know. It was a fun. It was a fun match. It was a lot of fun, and I love the fact that like. Both of us towards the end of it were just like getting a little like we try to keep it as civil as possible, but we started to get a little like no. Yeah. But that feels no. so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It feels like such a fun like being like, oh yeah, New York and LA. As if like we don't make New York and LA are just uh, you know, are gonna just be post apocalyptic films from now on. Right. Well <laughs> also, like let's just start up the East Coast, West Coast, like rivalry all escape over. Escape from New York, escape from LA, you're correct. Some, yeah. there, there are city people out there that are very loyal to their cities. What are you talking about? Um, okay, so I mean, I live in LA, so it's funny. Um, okay, well, you are obviously you're amazingly talented when it comes to baiting. Um, we do have you know some other competitors out there that have you know technically they have lost their matches, but they're amazing competitors. Uh, Dwayne Burke, for example, as well as Brendan Meyer, Drew as well. Is there anyone out there in particular? Because I know Ooh. I feel like you're always present in the conversation over there, but you're always like present like in the background as well. Is there anyone you would love to debate? Um, I think Viviani would give a really spirited debate. I think it would be just like the happiest, most wholesome, like passionate debate ever. Um, I think, I think debating the kid would be really fun. Um, so basically just Shazam. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll debate anybody. I really do love, uh, the debates, like, like the one that I had with Chance where we could literally just like go at each other and just scream and yell and like tell each other we're stupid and like still love each other afterwards. Um, ooh, Jake Yacovetta just said, I would love to see Rachel versus Paul Preston. We would just end up laughing like the entire time. I would love like, to see you versus Tom because Tom's got some fire. Like I'm serious. Like, Tom I, like, needs Tom. to respond to me on Twitter. Just Tom, oh, one time I saw Tom get into the craziest, most impassioned argument about whether Batman Forever uh, or Batman and Robin had this one, uh, like screenshot in it and he was like that's a docu that's a, that's a doctor and she just got so impassioned i was like man tom really picking his battles his self eye on it'd be interesting dude people are like 
People are recommending all of the people that I wouldn't be able to argue against because I would lose my breath laughing. Ellis, Kaiser, yeah. Gucci. Oh my God. We would just spend the entire night just like drinking and laughing and making yeah. each other laugh and insulting mm -hmm. each other. Um, yeah. So yeah, mm -hmm. I'm down for any of that. Obviously. Absolutely. I'm making note. I am just going to go ahead and address some suggestions in here. Um, Ner uh, Eric, uh, aka Nerd Chronic, he has come on. He's actually competed against a Dwayne Burke. He actually yeah. lost to Dwayne, but that was an amazing debate. Janine is not into debating. She loves uh, co-hosting and judging with me, but debating is not something she's like. Uh, what she about Snyder? To do. What about Snyder? Has he? No. Um, no. Things would get way out of hand. Yes, Snyder. Yeah, Snyder. He uh, he's not a big debater. Um, from his, from him. No, I mean like when it comes to like this kind of thing. That's what he's told me. He's just like you're wrong. That's what it is. That's all. You know, yeah, not that. Yeah. Um, I like that Camp yeah. Jeff wants to start a, a civil war in my apartment. I and wouldn't me be surprised. Um, you know, and there's uh, you know, a lot of love. Uh, Rachel versus Gucci. I I can't imagine the amount of quotes that would come from that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good. That would be. I would say Rachel versus Gucci. That would be a good. Oh, I'm down right for that. There. Right? I think that would Let's be lovely. See. We can 100% make that happen. Absolutely. After uh, the tournament wraps up for sure. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Now, um, now that we're kind of done with that, it's like you're going to be walking away. Technically, you're going to be sitting at uh, one and two, one win, two losses. But also, you won against Christian Harlov. So okay. let's not. I don't really count either of my losses as like actual losses. Like they yeah. were really spirited debates and I technically should have won against Chance, but he played dirty. Uh, he pandered way too hard and you guys voted for him uh, because he mentioned DuckTales. Not that I'm, you know, holding on to credit. You mentioned what? Uh, you mentioned what? DuckTales. Like the Ooh, TV show. Everyone. How dare you? Duck How dare you? DuckTales. Yeah. Um, and this yes, is an okay. amazing debate. So, yes, I'm one and two, but mm -hmm. I do not count that as a losing record in my heart. All right. Well, I do want to, uh, real quickly, I am going to be um, taking you off for a hot second and letting you know what, just updating you guys on where the bracket is, uh, how the bracket is looking. Unfortunately, James and Ben, they did, uh, it, this definitely does a break, you know, the blue streak they had going on. Um, you know, James White. Ben Bateman, they're going to be going up here next Wednesday. That's going to be a blast. I had actually just confirmed it earlier this afternoon. Um, and Belford and Bibbs, uh, that match is going to be, we're going to be doing that live on Friday evening at 930 Central. And, you know, uh, Danielle Ramirez is going to be facing the winner of that match as well here coming in hot after that. So I'm super excited to see that. And uh, yeah, this is the Tournament of Champions. I'm so excited to see who's going to walk away with our first belt. Uh, Drew? We're wrapping things up. Where? I'm sorry. Oh, it looks right. like I'm looking down, but I'm actually responding to the comments. I'm reading the comments. Oh, I'm, all, so. I'm here for it. Okay. So, yeah, that's. I'm going to go ahead and bring him back up here in a hot second. Rachel, Danielle, yes, I do have many loves of my life, but everyone here, I just don't really love and appreciate oh, to have in my life. All right. Okay. So, Drew, where can we find you and everything you're working on, both individually and Yes, yeah, so I'm video Drew. I was going to say, but you're on my channel. But we're not. For once, we're not on my channel. I just I love co-hosting. This is not what, my third time co-hosting this or something. I, I love co-hosting it. I love being on this show. Uh, so sometimes you can find me on here. Other times you can find me on Tuesday nights with Alex Mack again doing Cinema Bias, which is a show where we force each other to watch uh, movies that are outside of our comfort, like uh, individual comfort zone. So uh, this week uh, I made her watch Nick Cage's Vampire's Kiss. Uh, then for next week, we're doing Little Princess. That's Tuesdays at uh, 8 p.m. Aha, PT. 
Then we have on Mondays and Thursdays on my YouTube channel as well. That's youtube.com backslash video drew. We have the video chronic pop culture quizzes. So that's me and Nerd Chronic doing like 20 question deep dives about an individual film. Then on Fridays, we have a video karaoke, which is uh, twitch.tv backslash video drew. That's me doing karaoke. We also do uh, on Twitch, we do movie watch alongs to anything that's a streaming on Amazon Prime. We did Cabin in the Woods earlier today. Um, I also have a Patreon, video drew, video drew, video drew. Like Malkovich. Just everything's video through. You can find it. Malkovich. You're smart. Yeah, and, uh, oh, and real quickly, I just was notified we did get a stream lab in real quick last minute saying, oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't realize we actually had several in the past little bit. I just didn't yeah. because I'm not good at that. I'm so, far, I'm so sorry. There's a lot of love. Um, anyway, well, Let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast. He said Switchblade's hair, exclamation mark yes. times 50. A lot of the yes. love going in there. Uh, Ferris, uh, you know, donated generously. Uh, so much off awesomeness in one screen. Oh, thank you so much. Um, oh, yeah. Ferris, <laughs> no, Ferris the best. Yeah. We love Ferris. Uh, you know, he's pretty fantastic. Uh, let's get ready to talk Schmodown podcast over there. They're doing some really awesome stuff. Definitely get the, if you haven't checked them out yet, please do so. They're so much fun. Uh, four strong women, all in one screen. We love all of you. Shug, Ferris, and Justin. Oh, thank, thank you, guys. You. Look, this uh, is tr fun. Trash Panda uh, mentions <laughs> Vegas movies would be a fun slice wheel. The slice would literally show a roulette wheel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty be cool. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Whatever. That'd be really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Over it. And <laughs> that'd be yeah. solid. And Galagos uh, posts, "I love all the stuff you ladies put in. Keep it coming." All right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Andres. Hell yeah. Andres, right. I'm gonna send you some listings later on today. So cool. yes. Uh, thank you guys so much again. I know I apologize. I have not responded to it. That was completely my bad. I will definitely work harder to uh, be a little faster to respond and read those as well. And also, Rachel, you're doing some amazing things up on your channel. I try. Uh, so every Thursday night, uh, so tomorrow, come join me uh, for Movies, Music, and Mayhem. Tomorrow night, I have the most amazing, wonderful, sensational guest in the form of Jen Sturger. I am oh, yeah. so excited for this. She is such a badass. She has so many amazing stories. I'm so excited to get into them with her. Uh, so that's going to be every Thursday night. I will be hosting that. Um, keep an eye on my Facebook, or I'm sorry, on my uh, Twitter and Instagram at rmsilvestrini. Aw, thanks, baby. Aww. Yes, I do have a Patreon. I actually just added a new level. So come check them out. You can participate. Uh, there's a Drinking Buddies app that I know uh, Lucas is my drinking what is that? buddy. What is that? Uh, and, uh, and you can actually like call in for five minutes for one of the the guests of the month. Uh, you can hang out, you can submit questions. It's so much fun. We have a golden day meetup uh, at the end of every month uh, where it's basically oh, just so like- I'm so sad I missed it on Sunday, by the way. I, so it distraught. was your birthday and happy belated birthday to you and mama. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's your birthday? Because if your birthday is anywhere near the rest of ours, we'll all be like within a week of each other. Oh, don't <laughs> like, even. It would be yeah, like so the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> like Gemini is the apocalypse. That'd be crazy. When is your birthday, Rachel? April 16th. Son of a... Oh, oh my God. God. Right. Sorry. That's right. I forgot oh, about that. I did post that. I remember posting a tweet about that. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Sorry. Go ahead. from the show, I really hope that we all remember that. I thought New Jersey was a state. And then I continued to say things that were wrong about what states were. <laughs> D.C. is, in fact, a city. It's just not a state. DC, well, uh, it's a city. It's a, DC is technically a city state. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a common like the Vatican. But it's, yeah, but it, yeah. it is. A, it is by definition of what a city is like. As a city, it's just not its own thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not part Maryland. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But, it's, it's a weird yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, come find me on Facebook or on uh, Twitter and Instagram at RM Silvestrini. Um, I have a, uh, yes, and follow my YouTube channel. Thank you, Jake. I love you so much. Um, come like, subscribe. And uh, I have a ton of interviews that uh, you can go back and watch. They're really entertaining. Uh, they're really dear friends of mine. And I think that they're really fun conversations to come listen to. So come support and hang out. Absolutely. It's always a fun time. I, I love uh, going on, like hanging out in the chats before your episodes are so much fun. Everyone's so cool. And, uh, you know, music is always, I don't feel like you talk about music enough, you know, uh, you know, amongst our group, we always talk about movies, which is obvious, but at the same time, it's nice. But they're to, so intertwined. Yeah, they they're are so incredibly intertwined. intertwined. So I'm kind of surprised that hasn't really come up more. All right. And over uh, last but not least, Danielle Ramirez, today's a winner. Where can we find you and everything you're working on? All that amazing stuff. Yeah, what's up, y'all? You know me. You can find me on Twitter at Danny Joy, D-A-N-I-E-E-J-O-Y. -E -E I always mess it up. It never fails. Um, you can also find me here on the Call to Action Network. You can also go and support my coffee if you'd like. Uh, thank you, Jake. Uh, you can find me here every Monday on the Call to Action Network with my favorite co-host, Mr. Paul Denuzio. Uh, this next Monday, we have uh, Craig Gaynor, the Barbarian, is coming on chill. So we're super excited about that. Uh, come in and, and hang out with us in that. Uh, and then um, my YouTube channel. If you see me anywhere in the chats or just search my name, Danielle Ramirez, you can find my YouTube. I got some stuff coming. I promise. promise. And Danny, why don't you tell everyone our Twitter handle so I don't accidentally tag the wrong person because I'm way off today. <laughs> I'm just like, have a great day for me. Danielle is one of my favorite people in the entire world, so I was not mad at it. I did forget something real quick. Next Wednesday, I will be on uh, the PJ Campbell Network uh, debating the top 10 Disney's uh, songs that are non-villain. It is going to be a <gasps> oh, crazy debate and so also, much fun. Who cares yeah. they're not villain songs? Are they even songs? We've already done. We've already done the. We've already done the villain songs, uh, and so now we're moving on to. Uh, now we're moving on to the non-villain songs, and all of those debates just get so angry and so heated, yeah. and I love it so much because it's people are so wrong that, about Catherine yeah. Ursula as a villain, and she's not. Uh, she is a smart businesswoman, um, yeah. but anyway. That's and smart. Uh, that okay, so that's also in that those that kind of debate, especially when it comes to that subject, is also incredibly sentimental. It's very personal. Um, so I mean, I, I know people very wrong people that have talked about how awful Ursula is, and I just want to punch them in the face. But no matter what yeah. I say, you know, she it's not gonna it's not gonna change their mind because they are one hundred percent wrong, mom. She is yeah. a smart businesswoman of color. <laughs> she's amazing. amazing. <laughs> I would love to be her apprentice um, and learn magic underwater. I know it's underwater. Your opinion would count if you spelled my name correctly. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. And, okay. And uh, I was like, I'm Alex Mack, part of the collection crew. You can find me on Twitter at uh, real underscore Alex Mack. You can also uh, find me hosting Schmobates, like I mentioned, here every single Wednesday. At least I try to do it every single Wednesday. Um, I have one on Friday with Bibbs, uh, with uh, the William the Beast Bibiani up against Billy Belfer. Next week, we're going to have James White up against uh, Ben Bateman. So that's going to be a real fun time. And Danielle, you're going to be going up here very soon as well. So that's going to be so cool. And yeah, just definitely like, subscribe, leave us a comment. Who do you think? Look, well, 
what would be your some of your suggestions if you were debating and who knows if I actually like some of your suggestions, maybe I'll just like a DM you and be like, hey, I actually kind of like your answer and your reasoning. You want to come on sometime? Just saying. I always am um, looking out for some competitors to come on schmobates and do some arguing and uh, let's see what happens. Thank you so and much, guys. Oh, and sorry. I just want to say, I'm just like, I just love being on a second show with you for two days in a row. It's just so fun. It's such a pleasure. <laughs> I love so being great. your presence, girl. I love you, ladies. Love you guys. Love you. Love so much all around. Love you guys. We'll see.